Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's a Friday edition of PFTOT, and usually on Friday I have to do it myself because Chris Sims doesn't work on Friday. He's been supplanted today by Shereen Williams. She was on PFT Live for the full two hours. We've convinced her to stick around for this extra little post-PFT Live thing that we do where we get to some topics that we uh, we didn't get to or we didn't get to talk to as much as we would like to during PFT Live. So, Shereen, thanks for hanging around, and thanks again for coming in this morning. I, I am just amazed. The miracle of modern technology. It looks like you are in Connecticut. They have the perfect background, the perfect lighting, but you are actually, where are you actually in the Dallas area? How do you know I'm not in Connecticut? Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a coup that I'm not aware of. Assuming that you're not in <laughs> Connecticut, where are you physically? Yes. Uh, I am in Dallas. I am near American Airlines Arena. All right. Well, it's worked out very well. And again, we appreciate you coming in. We appreciate you hanging around for this. And we're going to talk about primarily some Dallas Cowboys topics over the next several minutes. And I want to start with something Chris Sims and I have been discussing for the past few weeks from time to time as it relates to running back Ezekiel Elliott. Because, Shereen, the Cowboys are handing out contracts to all of these other players, to Marcus Lawrence. It's going to be Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Byron Jones. Ezekiel Elliott's under contract for two more years. I feel like they are intent on making him wait that full two years, if not longer. He showed up for off season workouts this week I'm of the mindset that he should consider a holdout what's your perspective on how Ezekiel Elliott should handle his contract situation well I'm curious to what they've said to him and I'm thinking they have said we're going to get to you eventually but they've got to get Amari Cooper done they've got to do Amari Cooper first before they can get to Dak for salary cap purposes and then they'll get to Dak so they've got to get those two done first and then I think they move to Elliott but you know I kind of was surprised he showed up because we had been led to believe that there might be a holdout there and he still might hold out from training camp there's nothing to say that he won't hold out from training camp and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he did but he's there now and I think they're happy he's there now which makes me believe that they've said something to him to indicate that we're going to get you done we're going to get you paid uh, you know you're you're going to be with us for the for the long term uh, but you know they let DeMarco Murray walk away after 2014 after four seasons there after he led the league in rushing so uh, I'd be a little bit nervous about that if I was Ezekiel Elliott. That's the main thing I'd be nervous about, Shereen. That was his reward for setting a franchise single-season record, leading the NFL in rushing. No contract for DeMarco Murray. He had to go to Philadelphia and get paid there, and he was never quite the same guy. Of course, maybe the Cowboys realized he's never going to be the same guy after this year, so they, they exited at the right time. With Elliott, who knows how long he's going to play at a high level, but I'd be concerned that they're just going to chew him up and spit him out play him for five years yeah. under his rookie contract, maybe a year under the franchise tag, and then just say, sorry, Zeke, there's nothing more that we have for you. And that's why I'd be I'd be thinking about a holdout. And I like the take that maybe he still holds out for training camp. I mean, just because he's there now doesn't mean he won't take a stand when it really will get everyone's attention and it really will be a much greater sense of urgency to get it done because we know Jerry Jones is going to want him around. And if you make Jerry Jones sufficiently nervous, then maybe that's how you shake the money out of his pockets. 
Hey, go back to Emmett Smith. He wanted a new contract, held out. What did he miss? The first two games, they went 0-2. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. I think he was league MVP that year. Worked out for Emmett Smith holding out. He showed how much value he had to the Dallas Cowboys way back when. And I'm sure Ezekiel Elliott is well aware of what Emmett Smith did to get his payday back in the day. Now, most of the guys who have been paid by the Cowboys in recent years are guys that they have drafted and developed. Amari Cooper, the player that they acquired with their first-round pick this year, entering the final year of his contract. It's that fifth-year option that was part of the deal that, that he got when he was drafted by the Raiders back in 2015, $13 million plus. It's very easy to do the math. It's very easy to do the structure of a deal. Will the Cowboys pay? I mean, we're talking about big money here. We're talking about $30 million minimum over yeah. the first two years, fully guaranteed to get this deal done. Are they prepared to dig that deep for a guy that they've only seen roughly half of a season from? Yes, because they wouldn't have traded for him if they didn't believe that. And they've said that all along, and I do believe what they said. They want to get this guy signed to a long-term deal. They're planning to do it before they do Dak Prescott again for salary cap purposes. They feel like that's the order that it has to go. So he's actually next in the pecking order to get it done. But think about the players they're committing big money to, and at some point they're not going to have enough money to go around. And I'm thinking Byron Jones, cornerback, maybe the odd man out and may be done after this year and walk away and get a bigger deal somewhere else because they just can't keep these record deals. They can't keep saying, all right, we're going to make Demarcus Lawrence the highest paid uh, pass rushing defensive end and Amari Cooper the highest paid or one of the highest paid wide receivers. And you run out of money eventually. Uh, and, and they're going to eventually do that and have to build with obviously lower level guys that they're going to get in here. So they need to draft awfully well. They don't have a first round pick, but they need to draft awfully well uh, moving forward to make this thing go with as much money as they're committing to these star players. The other dynamic that you see when you spend that much money on so many players, you really are running the risk of not having the depth that you need when injuries happen, and they will happen. And then you're going to be rolling the dice on a guy who was undrafted or drafted in round six or seven, has no experience. Can he step in and not be the weak link on your offense or your defense once he starts getting targeted when they realize, hey, this is the guy that is making the minimum salary because they can't afford to pay their backup players good money because all the money's going to their key starters. All right, speaking of the draft, and you've, you've already touched on it as it relates to the secondary, but without that first-round pick, they do have needs. What are the areas that you think the Cowboys need to be looking at the most when they, they use the draft picks that they have left this year? Well, I posted this yesterday, and I still think it's relevant. Stephen Jones talked about the safety position. They didn't get Earl Thomas. They never got involved in that negotiation with Earl Thomas. They heard what he wanted and said, we're out. So they didn't commit the money to Earl Thomas, didn't have the money to commit to Earl Thomas. So they still have a pressing need at the safety position. And I still think in the second round with that 58th overall pick, I think they're going to go safety. But as you said, for the depth purposes, they don't have anybody behind Ezekiel Elliott right now. They've got to get a backup running back at some point. So I think that's another area that they need to spend a, a fairly high draft pick on. I'm talking four, third or fourth round. They need to get a running back in there so that when Ezekiel Elliott, if and when he ever gets hurt, and he hasn't been hurt, he obviously just had the suspension a couple years ago. But if he ever gets hurt, they need to have somebody who can come in and at least be a competent running back and protect Dak Prescott. And we saw how 
Elliott's absence in 2017 affected Dak Prescott. It made that second season even more challenging and difficult for him. But one thing I was encouraged by in the playoff loss to the Rams, they took away Ezekiel Elliott, but Prescott still played pretty well. I kind of, I feel like in those two postseason games, definitely against the Seahawks, but also to a certain extent against the Rams, I feel like we saw a maturation of Dak Prescott. We'll see if that carries over, but sometimes that confidence that you can pick up when you play in those high-profile, high-stakes playoff games, maybe that gives you a little more swagger, a little more confidence, slows the game down even a little bit more, and you can go into that next season performing even better just because you were able to outperform what your expectations would have been going into those playoff games. I think he was a different quarterback when he got Amari Cooper. And you can say what you will about Des Bryant, but he couldn't get off of press coverage anymore. And he wasn't that guy anymore. He wasn't that lead receiver. And Prescott now has that. And his yards per attempt went up dramatically when he got Amari Cooper. And you're right, he looked like a different quarterback in those two playoff games. And so I think, to me, that was the difference, was getting Amari Cooper out there and somebody he trusted uh, to go down the field and I think he does trust Amari Cooper, and I think that relationship has been and will be good for the Cowboys. We're used to seeing the Cowboys in that middle game on Thanksgiving every year. It used to be the late game on Thanksgiving before 2006 when the NFL expanded to add a night game on Thanksgiving. It's always a high-profile game. It's always a highly rated game. And in recent years, the NFL has been very good about giving a captive audience a great matchup. A little bit of a surprise this year that the NFL goes with the Buffalo Bills as the opponent. Now, it makes that game a lot more compelling than it would be if it was 1 o'clock Eastern on a Sunday, and it is a rematch of back-to-back Super Bowls. But but still, do, do we think that, that it takes any of the shine off of that slot to have Bills-Cowboys or versus one of the other games it could have been? The only thing I can assume is the NFL says, look, this is the highest rated regular season game every year and almost every single year it is. We could throw anybody out there and it will be the highest rated game in the NFL of the regular season. And so I'm guessing that was their reasoning for this. The Bills don't have any of those primetime games, but this truly is a primetime game. I know it's not in primetime, but again, it's it's the highest rated game most seasons. uh, And we'll see if it is again, if the Bills can deliver that. Uh, But because it is not a sexy opponent to me, the other two games, I want to see those way more than I want to see that Bills Cowboys game and I'll be out at AT AT&T Stadium watching that one. But here's the thing, though, and, and maybe the, the league got it wrong with the Bills by not giving them any night games this year. Maybe the Bills are going to be good. You know, we, Chris and I talk all the time about which team in the AFC East will fill the vacuum if there ever is one at the top when the Patriots fade. And Chris is a believer in the Bills. And Josh Allen was really good last year. If he can stay healthy this year, I, it's not going to quite be an RG3 coming out party that we saw in 2012 on Thanksgiving. But maybe Josh Allen can go down there and, and, uh, and make it an interesting game make it a compelling game and maybe the bills will be in the playoff hunt when thanksgiving rolls around but but i agree with you they they have better options but maybe they realize it is going to be a gigantic rating no matter what we put there and this year they put the bills there to play the dallas cowboys all right one more before we go the season's going to begin for the cowboys with a visit from the new york giants 10 years after they opened at&t stadium 
uh, and and Eli Manning and the Giants went down there and they won the game and Eli wrote on the wall the final score 33 to 31 and signed his name to it. Now Eli Manning's still the quarterback of the Giants and Shereen, there's been a dynamic this offseason where I feel like the Giants are working really hard to prop up Eli Manning. From your perspective, in and around the Cowboys and covering the Cowboys, I mean, do you get any sense of of what the Cowboys think or just from your perspective, what you think about what feels like this effort to go out of their way to prop up a guy whose best days are clearly behind him? Oh, there's no question about that. And you wonder why this is. I mean, they always seem to go draft a quarterback. And if they get a young quarterback in there with that first round pick, I'm going to watch and see what the Giants then say about Eli Manning. Are they still going to try to prop him up as much as they have this offseason? And, and frankly, last offseason, last two years, he has not been a good quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's still highly paid, but I don't think he's living up to that salary or what he did in the Super Bowl and and so are the Giants going to draft a quarterback in the first round I think they should draft a quarterback in the first round as we said in the earlier segment he, they should have drafted a quarterback in the first round a year ago but they didn't do that so here they sit with Eli Manning as their starting quarterback and they're probably not going to win very many games with Eli Manning as their quarterback. At the scouting combine, GN Dave Gettleman mentioned the Kansas City model, the reference to Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, that changing of the guard that they had after they drafted Mahomes two years ago. Smith got traded to Washington. Gettleman mentioned it. Co-owner Steve Tisch was in town. He was talking to media. He mentioned the Kansas City model as well. I don't know that that works per se, and I I feel like maybe this is some next-level effort to get people to think they're going to draft a quarterback with either number 6 or number 17. I'm not going to be surprised if they don't because I just think they've decided they don't want that distraction of having a guy, a first-round pick with that pedigree on the bench if Eli struggles because it was so awkward and it was so clumsy and it was so ugly two years ago when they tried to bench him I don't think they want to do that again I I personally think they're going to wait to get their next quarterback after Eli Manning is gone for good Wow, that would be stunning if that happens to me. But uh, that would be obviously sacrificing this year again and maybe they're in it tanking for Tua, there you go and get them Tua next year yeah, and uh, or or the, the Justin Herbert, the guy from Oregon. There's a talk that that's who they really like. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to tank, they're going to have competition with the Dolphins. It feels like they're doing the exact same thing. But <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, look, it's good news for the Cowboys. It makes it easier for them. They've got four straight wins over the Giants, and it may be six straight wins by the time this season is over. Shereen, great stuff as always. Thank you so much for your time today. And everybody out there, have a great weekend we are going to be working overtime all weekend long because the draft is getting closer and closer a lot of stories out there a lot of rumors out there we'll have you covered all next week on pft live pftot pftpm shireen thanks as always for your contribution everybody out there have a great weekend we'll see you again on monday reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.